Welcome to Reflect the Life You Want, where we talk about not only how to survive, but to thrive. I'm your host, Tim Howard, man school strategist, former Army officer, successful Homes for Heroes real estate agent. This show will focus on living a life of greatness, of wholeness, and completeness. This show will be talking about our dreams, our goals, and how to go about creating them. So join me to learn how to reflect and design the life you want to live. Welcome. This is Tim Howard with Reflect the Life You Want, and I am excited today to have as a special guest Sharice Johnson with Jade Integrative Counseling and Wellness and also the author of an awesome new book, Expired Mindset. And the subtitle is that, Releasing Patterns That No Longer Serve You Well. So welcome to the show, Sharice. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you as a guest. You and I, our mutual connection is my assistant, Michelle Earle, on my real estate team. My primary hustle is a real estate professional here in the Wilmington, North Carolina area, title realty partners of EXP Realty. And you and Michelle know each other from when you were both at Central Church in the Charlotte area years ago. I think you were on staff there, right? Yeah, I was a, a staff pastor and oversaw the family and children's ministry. And so she was one of the workers in, in our preschool area at the time, and I got to know her and her family. Yeah, well, yeah. Michelle is pure gold, love her to death, oh, and I'm just yeah. privileged to have her on my real estate team helping me and helping our clients. So when she said, hey, you should connect with Sharice because a lot of the stuff you're talking about in your podcast, uh, you know, would probably relate mm-hmm. to what she does work professionally. So I was excited to make that connection with you. And then I was excited to hear about your new book because uh, the theme of this uh, or the title of this podcast is Reflect the Life You Want, which is a theme of my own book project, The Mirror, co-authored by Maria Spears, who now lives in Charlotte. I'm going to make a connection with the two of you soon, also where you live in that area. And, you know, I was fascinated reading your book about your own personal story and how much you share of that uh, and in your life journey. And so I'm going to want to dig into that some. And then just the wisdom that you've gained through your professional experience, um, I think is going to be very helpful for our listeners. So I'll just kind of tee it up for you initially, just to sure. tell us a little about Sharice, who are you personally and your professional background, and we'll get into some, some excellent topics, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, I'm the youngest of eight, which is hard to believe. Uh, Six girls, two boys, originally born in Queens, New York, been all over the place. And then we landed here in Charlotte in 2006. I have been married for the last 23 years. We've been together for 25 years and we are recent empty nesters, which is (laughs) phenomenal. Let me just tell everyone who, who wonders. And we have two children. My oldest is a senior at Elon University and my youngest is my son is a sophomore at Holy Cross. So along the lifetime of post-college where I met my husband, I spent 10 years actually in education. So my first degree is in human development and family Mm -hmm. studies. And then from there, that kind of branched into liturgical settings, college settings. And then I really felt a need and desire to move away from pastoral counseling and life coaching and add the addition of licensed clinical therapy, which is what I do now and how I have the practice, but coming at it through the lens of, you know, it's called integrative for a reason. 
that desire to connect mind, body, and spirit and not symptom mm-hmm. manage and really help people understand how all of those aspects work together. Um, but our mind is going to lead the way in terms of our actions and yeah. our behaviors. Well, I love how you connect, you integrate and you connect all those things. And I, I got to jump back a second. I'm a huge college basketball fan. And your younger son, okay. he's playing basketball at Holy Cross, right? He is, yes. He is playing basketball at Holy Cross. This is his second year. They got a little bit of a season last year, which is great. So this will, you know, hopefully be the first full season. He's on injured reserve right now because he's finishing up surgery, but he will be back in two weeks, and he is <laughs> chomping at the bit, and we'll be there soon well, that's to awesome. cheer him on. Well, I'm um... – I'm a big fan, and I'm sure you're a proud mom to, of your two sons, and they're doing great things out there. Your husband is very gifted musically, too. Thank you. Oh, let me say one thing because she would not be happy. My oldest uh, is excuse my me, daughter, excuse and me, I should have your daughter. said that. No, that's <laughs> totally my fault. Oldest is my daughter, my youngest is son. Yes, he is a musical genius. He really is. We met singing in college. And I, I sing, but I always tell everyone yeah. not like he sings. So, you know, I can be in the choir. You could probably put me out front for a solo, but please don't match us up together because I can't sing and play all the Well, I play guitar and sing a little bit too, but not like uh, he does. But my, my co-author, <laughs> Maria Spears, is um, a gifted pianist, and she has a band and women's ministry called His Own, Her and Two Other Ladies. So... We have some musical talent there. Oh, wow. Well, I thank you for uh, yeah. just sharing, give a little context and background. You share a lot in the book about your own personal journey. And, you know, mm-hmm. maybe before we get into uh, too much specifically about expired mindsets, I, I just, I'm wondering, you've learned so much from your own life experience and probably that has informed you around your practice now and your license now as a therapist and mm-hmm. integrated counseling and wellness that I wonder if you would share just enough about yourself to kind of give a context for people why it's so important that you do what you do now. Yeah, so I, I did choose to share a lot about myself. And in many ways, I tell people I'm breaking all the rules that I learned in college about being a therapist and keeping yeah. your life private. But part of that is to create a shared vulnerability, right? It's very difficult to ask someone to do something without giving them some insight that you've done some of this yourself. Um, My family was kind of disjointed and I didn't have a great relationship with my biological father. So I was raised by a single parent. There's a big gap between me and the older siblings. So with each generation or as things are hidden, you have different experiences and you have different insights. And I don't know that originally growing up, growing up that I understood how I was navigating things and, and putting things together. But I do remember the point that I realized my mm-hmm. mind thinks differently, you know, and I had a level of resilience that not everyone would have who's gone through some of the situations that I've gone through. And so I will often say, I feel like one of my intended purposes is to use my pain for a purpose. So not that I want people to esteem to be like me in any way, but I believe it's helpful when you're talking with someone who you feel like they've been through a little something, or I may not understand 
everything that you've been through, but I understand my own level of pain, which helps me sit with your pain and truly not judge you, but to hold it and know that it takes a lot of courage to be honest with ourselves. And that has just created that progression for me to spend time just helping people understand the power of the mind and the body and the spirit to create yeah. hope. And so through your it. own experience of your own growth and healing, you're able to relate to people. And, um, and I, I think that there's so many stories that you share within in the book. And I encourage people to buy it. And we're going to talk about how they can do that, that it does lend a credibility for me personally, you know, you sharing that and that openness and that vulnerability is like, oh, I want to know more because not only do I want to know more that you know professionally, but it's like, you know, you instantly grab me as a reader. It's like, oh, wow. You know, look at what she's been through and look at where she is now. It's like, I want to understand why, what she's learned from that, how she's overcome some of those challenges, that resiliency, as you mentioned. And, um, and now you're helping all kinds of other people and you're going to be helping even more people now with the book and the reach that that, that has yeah. beyond what you're doing in your local practice. So mm -hmm. very encouraged. Yeah. yeah. And that was the goal of the book as well, right? To honor the fact that not everybody has access yeah. to a coach or a counselor. Yeah. Not everybody has a desire <laughs> or the, the strength, right? To sit in front of a coach or a counselor, but they might open that book or mm -hmm. listen to this podcast and hear something that gives them the ability to think, wait a minute, maybe things that are not the way I want yeah. in my life can change. I'm not the only person that feels this way. So yeah, it was, it was very important. And it wasn't something that I necessarily intended to do, but as the book evolved, I felt it was just very important and it felt right. And I also didn't want to write another textbook. I didn't want to write another, yeah. here are five steps. And if you do these five things in your life, you know, and again, not discrediting that process, but the reality of it is, right? Life is just not that simple that we're mm -hmm. a one size fits all and can follow one specific thing for everyone so this is really an invitation yeah. to learn yourself and to get to the root of why you believe the way you do and how those beliefs might be standing in the mm -hmm. way from what you're really well again i've been enjoying uh and reading it i i like um how it kind of builds upon each other i wanted to ask you something specifically around the structure of the book on kind of the last uh, the last part of each chapter because you kind of guide the reader through a process and I really like it part of it because it you use the word reflect mm -hmm. which is you know part of the theme of my book uh -huh. <laughs> but you you <laughs> talk about at the end of each chapter uh, walking through these steps of restore then to reflect mm -hmm. and then uh, to recalibrate and I'm curious to know and understand mm -hmm. um, why those three things and the significance that those things have for you and then how that relates to why you chose to do that and share that as part of the process in the book. Yeah, so I specifically chose those three aspects because they're integrative. So restore 
is that aspect of when we've gone through a lot of difficult situations or we feel like we have a lot of mental, what we call stuck points, then our body responds. We have headaches, we have stomach aches, we are lethargic, achy, diabetes, high blood pressure, right? The list goes on and on. So what often gets disconnected is if I wanna make change, part of that change is I need to restore my nervous system back to a more balanced state. So restore are those mindfulness pieces that I walk people through very gently, Mm -hmm. nothing that feels too odd or strange to show them how these few minutes can help kind of bring them down. And we need that before we can reflect. So before I can get to thought, rational thought, if I'm Mm -hmm. activated and anxious, there's nothing rational happening here. It's all survival mode. So bring the body down then impart or include the mind. So reflect our questions that are personal, but I feel like there's a lot of revisibility to them. Like you could change these Mm -hmm. questions and answer them differently based on how you feel or what situation that you've gone in. And then that recalibrate is the big one. So now that things are balanced, now that I'm choosing to face and think about these really tough areas in my life, Mm -hmm. recalibrate is the shift. How do I change my language? How do I change what I believe and what I think about a situation or how I want to respond so that I don't repeat the same patterns and get the same results? And so that takes people through the process of you can go through these in any area of your life and it helps, again, rewire, restructure, reset the That's way excellent. and you, you know that the format the way the mirror book project maria spears and i are co-authoring we we have a similar process at the end of each chapter we, we guide the reader through some steps um and some of the initial feedback we've got mm-hmm. from the people that are re- reviewing the book for us and giving us is, is those those steps are kind of like the most powerful thing even more powerful than the stories that are shared mm-hmm. it's like the person taking and then immediately applying it to their own life and walking through those steps of, you know, using the breathing exercises or whatever it's needed to get the mind settled down and then be able to reflect and then start to think about what do I want to do differently. Cause as you said in the, in the, the subtitle of the book, you know, releasing patterns that no longer serve you well, it's, it's so important. It's like, if I'm stuck in my way of thinking about this mm-hmm. from something in the past, until I can get to a place where I can think differently, I can't really move forward. Yeah. Right, right. Because the way I think will be kind of mimicked or be parallel to your behaviors, right? I will often tell people yes. a very common phrase, you become what you believe. So even if we say the right thing, because mm-hmm. we can be really great at saying the right yeah. thing, our actions yeah. show what we really believe mm-hmm. and what we think underneath. So again, we can give great lip <laughs> service. I'm fine. I'm good. Everything is wonderful. But then internally, we have a headache. Mm-hmm. We're sick to our stomach and we're not sleeping well. So that lets us know, no, everything is not as wonderful as it seems. So it's important for us to also include the body and learn to listen to the body and even recognizing that I I truly believe that God (laughs) said their body's probably going to need to fire off so that they know they need to slow down or they know things are not okay. 
because we'll often push through and it's the physical aspects of our lives that typically get us to the point where we address the mental. I'm not sleeping as well. I don't have as much energy. I have lost flexibility or I have high blood pressure, but we don't know why. Typically something physical fires off before we're then willing to address Mm -hmm. what's happening underneath the surface. And now how do I look into that? Yeah. To Absolutely. help my physical as well. Well, you said a word uh, ahead of the podcast. We were talking about the the themes of the reflect a life you want and the reflect acrostic. And one of the ones that seemed to resonate with you a fair amount was the R chapter or recognize the power to change. And and you describe in your uh, your book a lot of changes yeah. that you had to go through personally. So I was wondering what. What was it about the recognize the power to change that especially resonates with you, what you're willing to share or able to share about why that's so powerful and why that's so important to you? Yeah, it's it's so important to me because I feel like if we can grasp our ability to change, Mm -hmm. then it will help us to continue to try. Um, you know, one of the things just in my personal life that I had to realize, for example, I share a story about my first interactions mm-hmm. meeting my my spouse, you know, then boyfriend, and how I was a victim of childhood sexual abuse and also did not grow up seeing a good model of marriage. And so came into that situation very hesitant towards, is this mm-hmm. something that I even want to participate in? And then I realized, okay, I'm going to have yeah. to make a choice because if I don't recalibrate how I feel based on what I've been through, then my life actually mm-hmm. won't change because I could end up repeating some of the mm-hmm. patterns that I saw played out in my family. And so that is such a crucial key. 85% of people who are successful yeah. are successful because they believe it's possible the skill, the practice, and everything that comes with it is later. But ultimately, people who are highly successful in any area, it starts Mm -hmm. with their ability to believe, I can change, I can do this, I can get better. And I also believe, you know, it's it's one of the greatest tools of the enemy in some ways to make us think we're stuck. Or it's always going to be this way. So we have to know our brain has this amazing power called neuroplasticity, which means it can change and grow throughout Mm. our entire lives, which is mind blowing, right? We we go through puberty and development and as adults, we stop growing, Mm -hmm. but our brain doesn't. And so that's the key that I feel like I want all the world to know that you literally have been wired with that ability Mm -hmm. minus if you've had some traumatic brain injury that's shut that part of yourself down to reset your patterns and rewire the way you think and believe Mm -hmm. and that's your well you seemed you know at a pretty young age to really have a sense of awareness about that what what was it that you think gave you that capacity or you developed um the ability really to tune into that and then start to live that out in a different way. So, you know, if I'm honest, I don't know that 
I believe it was an ability. I, I could see that now, but at the time I was angry. It was more mm. of a determination to prove people wrong. So I didn't like the fact that because all of these things were happening outside of my control, then people automatically had a pathway for how they thought my life would go based on these dynamics. And so mm. while I now as an adult understand, right, where that came from, as a child, I thought it was very unfair. It made me upset. And so stepping back and observing and deciding how do I want to respond was like my secret weapon. It was my way of going, mm -hmm. I can't control what you think of me, but I can choose how to respond and overcome everything yep. that comes my way and I'm going to prove you wrong. So that's really where it came from. And yeah, I do see now that it's an ability, but as a child, it was just, I didn't want to be boxed in. Well, I'm looking forward to you and my co-author Maria Spears create. connecting because you're going to have some great conversations. She, she talks about our thoughts are our God-given superpowers. You know, we I always talk it. about this concept in coaching that, that our thoughts are optional. Um, mm. What I'm sensing or hearing from you, I think a little bit is that you just had incredible mm. determination as a young woman to prove everybody wrong. And so you, your, your mindset was such that, you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't have any control over these circumstances of what's happened in my life to this point, but by golly, I'm going to prove them wrong. And you've used that power of your mindset to, mm -hmm. to move forward in your life. And now you have a rich and beautiful life, but early on it was a little more challenging. <laughs> very much more challenging and and i've always been a we call it glass half full i can find the positive <laughs> in everything to the point that it drives wow. some people crazy you know i laugh my husband is glass half empty you know and so i i really do have to moderate you know not being so glass half full that it can feel minimizing to people who go can you just let me not be okay for a moment and you know not necessarily in uh, therapy or coaching or anything but i i yeah i do have a god-given ability to see, see the good that glimmer of the yeah. silver lining and to go mm -hmm. yeah you're never stuck like yeah. this is what happened to you what did it teach you now what do you want go get it and i love imparting that to people and really getting them <laughs> to believe hey She's crazy, but maybe she has something, you know. Then you add science and education and research behind it. Yeah. It's, well, it's all I've there. learned a we lot in the last couple of years and research for the book I'm writing around neuroplasticity and studied that amount. And it's always fascinating to me. Uh, and I, mm -hmm. you know, I'm 59 years old, so I've, I've gained a lot of life wisdom in just the last couple of years and, and, and learning more about myself and things that I'm doing and now coaching mm -hmm. other men with. Um, but our thoughts are optional. We have total control over our thinking. So it's uh, our ability to recognize that, take ownership of that, and then make different life choices going forward is is powerful. And as you as you said, that neuroplasticity is it's it. We can never yeah. stop learning if we choose to continue to learn every day. 
Yeah. And I think where a lot of people get stuck is Mm -hmm. not recognizing the power of their thinking and that part of why the negativity bias that our mind has is so strong is that we spend a lot of time reinforcing what's wrong, right? Um, You know, when really we want to spend about 10% on the problem and 90%, 90% on yeah. how we want to respond. 10%, 90% on how how do I want to respond? What do I need? What can I do differently? What's within my power to choose? And even keeping that concept in mind will keep us from sinking into that, you know, rumination and that part of our mm-hmm. brain that can just sink yeah. down and then we do kind yeah, of feel like a rat right. on a wheel. You said something a minute ago and one of the chapters that really resonated with me as I was reading your book is uh, it's not too late. And um, kind of the subtitle of that chapter, the mindset, yeah. I've always been this way. Yeah. I feel like change is impossible. And, you know, and I think a lot of people out there are do think that way unfortunately and they feel stuck and i'm, I'm imagining in your your practice in um, mm-hmm. jade integrative uh, counseling and wellness you're, you probably spend a lot of time helping people to see their own mind and helping them to get unstuck and then this to begin to see what is possible and then to help them to figure yeah. out what they want to do with that but I wondered if you would just kind of walk us through that, the concepts of that it's not too late mm-hmm. and that we can change through neuroplasticity and make different choices. Yeah. Yeah, one of the most difficult things for most people is to believe that change is possible yeah. when they feel like, but I keep doing the things that I don't want to do. I keep saying that I want to change and I work on it and I can do it for a little while and then it doesn't stick. So then they feel like maybe I should give up. And so again, neuroplasticity reminds us that it's not too late to change, but what we have to understand is those changes are reinforced by our behavior patterns. So even while we're working on changing a thought then in order to override the other Mm -hmm. thoughts we need new discipline and new patterns to come in Mm -hmm. and almost like lay the foundation for the new way and then we have to keep Mm -hmm. in mind that the other way of thinking our our old self is going to be stronger because we have Mm -hmm. more time spent operating that way and so whether in my practice or within the concept of expired mindsets, one of the foundational things that I work on people with people to discover is, you know, the conscious linear daily mindsets that are in front of you. But what we don't all know is that the subconscious thoughts that are buried underneath are actually in the driver's seat. And those are the ones that we have to kind of dig into a little bit, look at them, find the root of them, which can be overwhelming, Mm -hmm. scary, or we thought we were past them. And so that awareness piece is the first 
foundation. And then once I'm willing to stare it in the face, Mm -hmm. then I get to decide, well, what do I want for myself? Can I visualize my future self and, and see myself? What would be different? I always ask this question. If you were operating Mm -hmm. outside of this automatic default survival skill, what would you be saying differently? What would you be doing differently? How would you be thinking? Mm -hmm. How would it change your relationships or your vocation and what you see for yourself? And that's that aspect of hope and then helping them on an individual basis, create a bridge from here's who I am now. And now I understand why I'm that way. I came in very defensive towards my husband because I wanted to protect myself from the hurt that I saw my mom go through or my siblings go through. But once I understood where that was coming from and that his love actually wasn't the threat, then it gave me an opportunity to try things differently. And, you know, his loyalty and his understanding was like an anchor Mm. so that I could go, okay, I don't need to be Mm. tough in that area anymore. I can let that go. That was helpful growing up. It kept me from maybe being connected to some really bad relationships. But now in this new season of life, what was helpful Mm -hmm. is now. You touched upon a word there. I want to explore a little bit with you in in the, um, the recognize the power to change of the mirror book project. One of the underlying themes is the theme of hope and how powerful a force that can be. So you you used kind of a negative. It sounded like early on when you're younger is that you use the, the anger to be a driving force to, de, you know, determination. But at some point I'm imagining that shifted to something because of uh, the way your husband, you know, re- treated you, respected you, uh, honored you as a woman that was different than, you know, you saw with your mother or some other circumstances. Mm-hmm. But you probably had to have some hope, even even as he's trying to mm-hmm. be who he is, wonderful guy that he is, there had yes. to be probably some hope that, hey, there, this is possible. There, you know, not every man that I ever meet has to be like my father was mm-hmm. or somebody else was. Absolutely. Correct. And I had different moments throughout life where I feel like some very integral people came into my life and accepted me just, you know, as a young girl and woman engaging with other people and finding purpose Mm -hmm. was one of the biggest pieces of my hope of of being able to say, hey, what I've been through actually doesn't define me because here are all of these spaces and opportunities Mm -hmm. that I can still be useful or have purpose or engage in areas of my life that bring me joy. And so really service and finding that Mm -hmm. I had value and that could be the identity that I kind of conditioned and developed versus Mm. some of those given circumstances absolutely gave me a lot of hope and is still very much 
uh, a fuel for me now is is to see how again I can pay it forward and share pieces of who I am and that feels very much like a part of my purpose but it also brings me a lot of joy that's awesome um, because yeah. sometimes people will connect but that's a great that, segue into you know, uh, I always like to well. ask my guests two questions and um, the first question I like to ask you know reflect the life you want is the title of this podcast is the okay. theme of the mirror book project and I like to ask guests and I'm going to ask you as well is what is it within your own life right now that you are working on personally as Sharice to reflect more of the life that you want to live? Yeah. Mm. One of the biggest pieces that I am working on is scaling back, right? And really reconnecting with the parts of myself that mm-hmm. survival made me abandon. And I'll give you an example. When I was small, I was an introvert. I was super sensitive and quiet. And ironically, I didn't know that until I was an adult. But what I did know is that when I was out front and when I was speaking or doing things where mm-hmm. I needed to be strong, I was so yeah anxious and then afterwards I was exhausted right so I genuinely love people but didn't always understand those thresholds that I had to like pull back and kind of withdraw over time realizing okay there's some things that I became because that's what I needed to do to survive I had to become more vocal I had to advocate for myself but if I look at my core nature there are certain aspects of that that I no longer have to maintain. And so it's just giving myself permission to say no when I need to or acknowledge, hey, I don't necessarily love groups of a thousand, but if a few of us want to go to dinner, I'm really Mm -hmm. good with that and you'll enjoy me more in that aspect because I won't be in the corner of the room because I'm just overwhelmed by it all. And so that has been beautiful and refreshing and then different because a lot of people hear my passion and they think I'm this big introvert that loves to be in the middle of everything all the time and that's just really not true thank you for sharing that Um, yeah I think that's um, kind of my alignment sometimes setting different boundaries for ourselves to take better care of ourselves uh, enables us to be showing up more the way we want to be for the people of significance in our lives so I'm glad to hear that you're uh, working on that for yourself. So the second question I like to ask is more for others. Yeah. Uh, but similar to the first question is like if you've you've gained a lot of life wisdom now and you've been through a lot and you've um, been a therapist and a counselor, you've, you've provided um, coaching and you've just got a lot of life experience and you share a lot of that uh, in your Expired Mindset book. But I'm wondering if you could distill it down to like one thing, either for a younger version of Sharice or someone else that you might share a bit of wisdom that could benefit others is like, what would that one thing be Mm -hmm. that you encourage others to consider to reflect more of the life they want? Yeah. 
I would say to pare it down, Mm -hmm. although I've written a book, (laughs) you can read a lot of books and be really smart. Read yourself. But if you learn to read yourself. Not like read a book, anything but read and be self-aware. And that would, yes, that would be the piece. Yeah. Read Mm. yourself. Understand the chapters and the layers of yourself and how you maneuver and what you need. Because even if you have information, which again, I think is great. Read the book. I think it's helpful. But you don't know how to connect that to you as a Mm. person. Then knowledge without application isn't power. Right? It, It holds no power if I can't connect the two. So books are great, but learn to read yourself and trust your instinct. We're the only species in all of mammals in the world that we ignore our own instinct and discernment trying to belong or Well, I'm thinking about the question I asked early on around the structure of the book and how that ties back to what you just said about reading yourself, the ability to restore. So being self-aware when you're anxious or whatever and calming yourself, then to be able to reflect, Mm -hmm. then to be able Mm -hmm. to recalibrate. So if you're good at reading yourself, um, that skill will come into play in those three steps that you lay out in each of the book. But I love mm-hmm. that trusting your instinct too is you know what your gut is and one thing one thing I, I love in addition to learning about um, neuroplasticity is how much our gut and our brain are interconnected. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! Yes, yeah. I could talk about that for days. You know, just mind gut connection. They are definitely going to mimic each other. They yeah. share thousands of neurotransmitters um our belly is our second brain which is why sounds like your second book project we eat more or eat less or we have ibs or (laughs) issues so yeah i'm actually finishing up my phd it might be it might be i'm actually finishing up my phd we'll we'll call you dr johnson soon part of my dissertation work is just including that in in what i'm focused on so um it's been uh, wonderful to have you as a guest on the, the podcast <laughs> and just to hear more directly from you. And I, again, I'm really enjoying your book and I want uh, as many people as possible to get exposure to it. So if people want to learn more about Sharice Johnson, what you've got going on with Jade, Integrative Counseling and Wellness, or just to order the book itself, Expired Mindsets, how do you recommend uh, people connect with you um, yeah. reach out? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So I do have a website that is sharicejohnson.com. Um, I'm also very active on Instagram at sharice underscore J. And then Facebook as well. I can be found under Sharice Johnson. L-C-M-H-C. Um, my name is pretty distinct, but it's thankfully not too hard to find if people spell it correctly. And then most of the places that I have media outlets will have direct links to how to purchase the book, but it can be found through Barnes & Noble, Amazon, um, Kobo, and really any even small indie bookseller 
you can go in and it's set up in a way that they can have access to it. The hardcover will actually be coming out. We, we're finishing that up now. And the bonus content in the hardcover is a devotional that goes along with each chapter. And so that'll be out in December <laughs> and then the audiobook will be out early next year. Yeah, I saw the that announcement you were doing an audiobook and I thought that's really by cool. My husband. So we and have you'll be able to, you, you gotta to do it in your own voice, that. I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. I am. Um I wasn't well when you share the stories that you share in so the book many people that are very thought, personal you have to, that'll be powerful to, you know so yeah it'll be my very voice. powerful yes <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah it's powerful and and emotional because yeah. you know we've already started recording and there's a couple places that it was hard but yeah. we're going to leave all of that in there so it's not going to sound mechanical it will sound yeah. like your I'm authentic, authenticity and vulnerability in my voice so we're, we're sitting down with a cup of coffee and we're talking well i appreciate your courage in stepping into that because uh, i think your stories you. and your life you and so much what for you just exude me and who you are is an amazing woman and you're going to make a big impact on other people's lives so I'm grateful for you to be here today to be a guest of Reflect the Life You Want and share a little bit about your book, The Expired Mindsets. I encourage people to go out there and buy it. Um, when we release your uh, podcast episode in the next few weeks, we'll make sure in the episode show notes to have links to uh, all those places you mentioned and uh, where people can get the book and then get the audio book and the hardcover with the devotional when it comes out um, soon. Wonderful. Yeah, thank you so much for just honestly creating a platform. It's been so powerful to Absolutely, hear Charisse. It's some been of a your total pleasure and delight for me to be with you. I'm so glad that Michelle topic, introduced so us. I appreciate you taking the time and to have And I just on. wish you all the best. I wish you a happy Thanksgiving and Christmas season with your family. And uh, thank you for being with me today. All right. I always say go out and live a life yep. of greatness. You too.